What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast, The Vitamins Bus, where we take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. I don't like the way the NBA is going. I don't like the way the NFL is going. The MLB is a little different. Boxing, uh, I don't like the way boxing going either. And here, we're going to start with football. It seems to me a lot of these young football players are spoiled. And here's why I say that. Because when a player doesn't get his way, he throws a temper tantrum. And the player, you already know who I'm going to say. We don't need to say his name. We're going to say his number. Number eight. If you don't know what team he played for, oh, well. You should look up where I'm from. Number eight. Everybody keeps talking about the fact that eight, finagle his team that he won the war when actuality he didn't he got less money he actually burned a bridge with some of the fan base because now it's split in half you got on one side one fan base saying yo and this is applied to anybody Yo, you going to deliver us a championship? Or, yeah, man, he signed this contract. He going to deliver this championship. Every player want to be great and win a championship. But how much or are they willing to work grinding the offseason and work hard to win a championship? Like, are you working out like you want to win a championship? Are you studying like you want to win a championship? Are you focused on your mind to win a championship? Eliminate the distractions. Eliminate everything. This is why I respect certain players. This is why we still see players in the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, and boxing still performing at a high level because they got that championship mentality. Floyd Money Mayweather. Has a championship mentality. The man's still boxing. He don't know what to do with himself. Tom Brady. Granted, I dislike him as a football player, but I got to respect his greatness. The man went out there and worked his butt off. He was drafted basically in the middle of nowhere and turned his whole career around into becoming the greatest winner in NFL history. Look at... Um, in boxing, Tank, Tank worked his ass off, started from the bottom and worked his way up to the top. Granted, he doesn't get the credit because he doesn't have the belts, but the man got so much cash cow, you, you're going to talk about him. You're going to talk about him. John Jones, same thing. Started from the bottom, was told he was too small and knocking out people left and right. And come back into another division and win the belt? Are you serious? But like a three, what, three-year layoff? Yeah. And they don't miss a beat. But you got players out here in the NBA that don't want to work hard, want to keep bouncing around from team to team, thinking they're going to win a championship that way. 
and it's not. You got to build chemistry. Granted, we talk about LeBron James going to Miami. Why we don't talk about the fact that even though LeBron James went to Miami, they went to what, like four finals appearances and won what, two? It's not easy going to the finals. That's why everybody can't go. And the simple fact that LeBron James went to a team, lost their first year there, came back the following year, won the championship, back-to-back. Back-to-back is not easy. Ask the Golden State Warriors. Ask the uh, Spurs. Ask the Lakers, the Bulls, the Celtics, the Pistons. The Rockets, like, come on, yo, it's not easy winning a championship, especially back-to-back. But we got young players out here that don't want to work hard, that want to be a distraction to their team, that want to say, oh, man, I made enough money. I now want to win a championship in, like, year 10. Come on, yo, you waste all your time. You got to build something. Like, like Jalen Green said, man. It's cool. It would be nice for James Harden to come to Houston and possibly change the culture. But I'm changing the culture right now. What would it look like for James Harden to come there and basically stop my growth? Then they're going to break up the whole team, the payo. They're going to trade away their good pieces and make another team better. Look, take for instance, look at what Miami's doing. A majority of their starting lineup is undrafted. Most players on that bench, undrafted. So when people tell me it's hard to be a GM, it's not. You have to have an eye for talent. You have to know what kind of scheme, what kind of mindset, what kind of brand you represent and that you're trying to build. And I see with these teams, everybody wants the shiny new toy. And sometimes that's cool. But is the shiny new toy really worth it? Like Victor Wemeyama, I seen him play against Biggs. He's going to run into the same problem Chet Holmgood is. Them big bodies, is when they put them shoulder in your chest, oh, that's going to hurt. That's like getting punched in your body in boxing. Those body shots might not hurt at first, but at a certain point in time, it's going to start to feel the pain. And that's what we starting to see in the NBA. Like Kenneth Lofton Jr., there's no way in my mind he shouldn't be starting on somebody's team right now. Homie is a guaranteed bucket, but people not paying attention to what he can do. They saw what he did in the G League. I think he won an MVP of that season. But that's the problem that I run into with young athletes. And it actually starts with in high school, in middle school, a lot of coaches do favoritism and start kissing players' asses when they're in elementary and middle school. Then when they get to high school, they think they're the man because the coach seen them play and he's their focal point of their offense. And then when they get to college, they realize that they ain't the man no more. So they're barely doing what they need to do. Then when they get to the NBA, they're like the seventh man on the bench. But when you look at their career from college, high school, and in elementary and middle school, you're like, damn, they was a star. What happened? Their mindset. 
never change. It always had that little boy mindset when they playing in a grown man sport. That does not apply. That's why I tell people about Jalen Hurts. Each and every year, Jalen Hurts has gotten better. And granted, people can say he's overrated. I don't know how he is. How he overrated? And he got better from the first year to the second year. And he's continuously getting better as a player, as a leader. Josh Allen, he's gotten better since the first year, the second year, the third year, the fourth year. I think he's in his fifth. Yeah, he's in his fifth year now. All these quarterbacks besides number eight have gotten better and better and better. Mentally, physically, and on the, in leadership. You can say what you want about Justin Herbert not making the playoffs or winning that playoff game, being up so heavily. The dude got the dude is a leader on the team. They're gonna break the bank for y'all. See, that's a guy I will break the bank for because I see the talent there. The coach is just an idiot. How you not building up the defense? The offense is cool. Offense not a problem. It's the defense. Defense can't stop nobody. If you want to know what a team looks like that's a, a firepower offense and a, a trash defense, look at the Chargers. Look at the Chargers. They're a team that would probably be a top five offense and their defense probably be 26. And I ain't talking about 26 of, what's his name, Asante Samuels Jr. Because he's a bucket. He's tough. But the fact that Everybody don't understand how hard it is to be great. That you could just say, oh, I'm... And these commentators do it every day. They compare these players to all-time greats. How are you going to compare a guy and Trey Young to Steph Curry? Steph Curry was at Davidson, what, three years? I think, what, uh... What's his name? Trey Young was at Oklahoma for one or two years. One, I think he was there for one year. He was one and done. He because he led the NCAA in points and assists. He deserves to be compared to Steph Curry. I don't care what his game is, and his game is not translating to Steph Curry's game. Steph Curry is the reason why we have a Trey Young. How he had these guys that can shoot off the ball, dribble behind the back, spin move, lay. But we can't seem to figure out how Steph Curry is what he is, Kobe what he was, even though Kobe is a once-in-generational talent. Same thing with KG, same thing with Tracy McGrady. But we got guys like Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, and uh, Magic Johnson. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Larry Bird, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, guys that played in in college for, oh, Chris Paul. Um, what's his name? Tim Duncan at Wake Forest. These guys played a long period of time. These one and dones is hurting the league because they had that little boy mindset and they try to bring it to a grown man sport and it does not translate well. How are you, the Magic, the Rockets, uh, the Pistons, these young teams, but can't win? You know why you can't win? Because you got a bunch of one and dones that's going to take a long period of time to grow. But then you got some anomalies that come in and slowly, slowly, slowly start translating in their game. Like, you know, John Morant 
and Anthony Edwards and uh, what's his name? Uh, Pancaro. Those guys in their first year made statements. And then I look forward to seeing what Ben Carroll does in his second year. But in John Moran and Anthony Edwards' second year, they exploded. They exploded. They left a mark on the NBA. Zion, I, I, the reason why I didn't say Zion is because of the fact that Zion keeps getting hurt. Like, if you got that dog mentality, it should push you through in life. And what I've seen from certain players is that they don't have that hunger. Like Dak Prescott, that man got hunger. That man was looked down on and was drafted in the fourth round and overplayed his contract. Jalen Hurts, that man was looked down on after he changed his position. They said, yo, cut him, throw accurate. Come back. He has the highest accuracy accuracy percentage, or top 10, top five accuracy percentage in the NFL. Excuse me. Then we look at, uh, oh, what's his name? His name escapes me right now. But there are guys in the league that change the narrative because they got that dog in them. You got to have that winning mentality, even though you never won before. You got to have that feeling like, I want to win. When A.J. Brown came to the Eagles, he had that mindset that I want to win. When Steve Smith Sr. came to the Ravens, he said, I want to win. And, yeah, we didn't win, but he gave everything he had. Anquan Bolden, when he came to the Ravens, you know what he said? He said, everybody looked down on me. Everybody was like, yeah, you ain't going to be nothing. You was Larry Fitzgerald's second fiddle, even though he was. But he came to a team and became a number one and showed them that he could do this. And then from there, he got a little better when he was with Detroit. He got a little better when he was with the 49ers. And look at his numbers. 13,000 Super Bowl champion was one of the sole reasons why we won the Super Bowl. But hey, man, everybody don't want to be great, but everybody want to be a champion. That's that's crazy to me. Being great means putting in the work when nobody has to ask you to put in the work. That means staying late, doing extra work when nobody asks you to. That means studying when you could be out here partying with your friends or with your lady. Staying home when you can just go out or even for the ladies in WNBA. Look at Angel Reese. Look at Caitlin Clark. Look at Leah Boston. At a certain point in time, people said they couldn't do what they do. And there was, and what did they do? Caitlin Clark carried her team to the championship. Angel Reese, with others, won a championship. It stuck it to the man. Aaliyah Boston dominated, won a championship, and almost got close to an undefeated season. Hey, man, it's levels to this. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. See you.